Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Folks, this is incredible. This is really, really, um, this is a Soylent Green nightmare we're living through right now. Look it up. So I'm telling you, it's, it's beyond Orwellian. This is a 1984. This is Soylent Green or people territory right now. So not only is a major social media tyrant, the slobs, the left-leaning slobs, ridiculous Malamar-eating basement-dwelling social justice warrior loser company at Twitter and Facebook, sanctioning now a major story on behalf of the Biden campaign for presidency weeks from an election, they are now preventing you from sharing a new breaking news story today about Hunter Biden that's even more damaging. I've got that today. I've got that audio I promised you yesterday of Andrew Cuomo as well, governor of New York, um, basically telling you he's lying about the whole lockdown thing. Today's going to be an explosive show. It's going to be brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity from prying eyeballs today. Get a VPN. Don't wait. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, I know how you're doing today because you got to see all our clips today. Uh And Joe said to me before the show, yeah. This is going to be a good one today, isn't it? Did you not yeah. say that, producer Yes, I Joe? did. And then you went ahead and ruined my appetite with the Soylent Green stuff. There you go. Soylent Green. So <laughs> Soylent look it up, Green. folks. We're in Soylent Green. You know what I'm talking about. Soylent yeah, Green are people. <laughs> you know, they, they tell everybody it's an algae and they're they're, they're eating, you know, people. I this is where healthy. we're at right now. <laughs> oh, this is, but listen, you're never going to see a bigger business epic fail than you saw yesterday with the ridiculous it's not even a business anymore. Twitter and Facebook. Sell, sell, sell. Get rid of these companies if you own any part of them. They are going down. They crossed the line yesterday. There's absolutely no turning back. Mm, I get them? Yes, I got them. Ah. Oh, sorry, folks. These things are really killing me here. We, we had this fruit fly thing under control, and now they're back today. I don't know what happened. They're driving me nuts. All right, let me get straight to it. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Bambi. When running a business, HR issues can kill you. Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, and HR manager salaries aren't cheap. They're an average of $70,000 a year. Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small businesses. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all for just $99 a month. What a deal. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, right here, phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding to terminations, they customize your policies to fit your business and they help you manage your employees day-to-day all for just $99 a month. That's a deal. Month to month, no hidden fees, cancel anytime. You didn't start your business because you want to spend time on HR compliance. Come on, let Bambi help. Get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash Dan. Go now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash Dan, spelled BAM to the B-E-E.com slash Dan. Go today. All right, Joe, let's go. Ding, ding. So, <laughs> If you thought yesterday's show about the Hunter Biden bombshells, we now know Joe Biden's lying. We know the Biden crime family exists. The Biden crime family has been taking advantage of their positions of power for decades to enrich Joe Biden's family to the tune of millions of dollars while you paid this corruptocrat bad. This guy's a bad guy. I don't want to hear another word from the, the left wing media. You really pissed me off yesterday. I'm sorry, but let's take it down a notch because I don't want to lose this here. Right? It's the beginning of the show. Some of you are listening in the morning. All right. The media has totally abandoned you here. Totally abandoned you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's clear now they are enemies of the people and enemies of the truth. I'm very sorry. I had hesitated to use that language in the past, even though it had been used by the president. Now, enemies of the truth, they've been for a long time. That we've had no problem with because it's factual. Ever since the time they defended the Soviet Union, the New York Times, remember Walter Durante fed us the collusion uh, pee-pee hoax? They are the enemies of truth. The media are nothing more than Pravda-like, agitprop losers uh, committed to destroying this country piece by piece. But now they've become enemies of the people. Why? Because you are the people. 
and there is an election going on, one of the most important, if not the most important in your lifetime, and the media, in conjunction with social media tech tyrants, are acting in a way worse than at least the Soviet Union and the Chinese Communist Party are honest about their speech suppression. They're lying to you while suppressing speech. These people are cowards and chumps, and they are destroying this country. They have now crossed a river you can't go back. Another story broke this morning. The Hunter Biden, Joe Biden corruption story apparently has gotten worse. The New York Post, which is, folks, everybody go log on to the New York Post. NewYorkPost.com, everyone, everyone. They, 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 the nation is owed, um, uh, we owe the New York Post, excuse me, a debt of gratitude on behalf of the nation for breaking this monster story right before the election. New York Post, emails reveal how Hunter Biden tried to cash in big on behalf of a family with a Chinese firm now too. Cash in, uh, excuse me, I read that wrong. Tried to cash in big on behalf of his family with a Chinese firm. Accent it in the wrong way and it'll sound wrong. So yesterday's bombshells about Hunter Biden cashing in in Ukraine while his dad was the point man in Ukraine and trying to get a guy looking into it, a Ukrainian prosecutor fired for looking into this corruption. Now we know Hunter Biden's been dealing with an enemy, a known enemy of the United States, the Chinese Communist Party, and Hunter Biden's been cashing in on them too. Ladies and gentlemen, how much bigger does this story have to get? And of course, the Walter Durante New York Times, in conjunction with the tech tyrants at Twitter and Facebook, are determined to hide this from you before an election. This is unforgivable. They are enemies of the people. You are the people. They are your enemies. They hate you. Do you understand they hate you? The New York Post is a major, major publication that's been around for, what, 100 years? More? What was it founded by? Alexander Hamilton? I don't even remember. The New York Post is an institution in New York. They are censoring and squashing a major story both today and yesterday because they think you are stupid and they want Biden to win and because they hate you. They hate your guts. Just like we showed you with that hack, disgusting New York Times reporter yesterday who lied about me and Mark Levin. These people hate you. Please understand what I'm telling you. This is important. It is a critical moment in history where you make this judgment right now. I'm not suggesting anything should be done with the freedom of press at all to be absolutely crystal clear. I'm simply suggesting to you, if you are still out there and have the unfortunate experience of believing the media are not your enemies. You are on the wrong side of history too. These people hate you. They are hiding from you critical information in a key election about the biggest corruption scandal involving a vice president since Spiro Agnew. These people hate you. You need to understand this. My gosh, this isn't, it's enraging. So what is the New York Post story? Keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, this isn't the New York Post story from yesterday about Hunter Biden enriching himself in Ukraine with his dad knee deep in the whole thing. This is a new story about Hunter Biden enriching himself at the expense of one of our enemies, the Chinese Communist Party. All right. Look at this from the New York Post this morning. They have copies of emails, emails sent from a guy by the name of James Gilliar of the international consulting firm J2CR. In the email, he's talking about money they're going to get from a Chinese, the largest Chinese private equity company. He says, quote, 20 for H. He says, at the moment, there's a provisional agreement that the equity will be distributed as followed. 20 for H. H is Hunter Biden. He's 20 for RW, 20 for JG, 20 for TB, 10 for Jim. Look at this, ladies and gentlemen. Also, 10 held by H stands for Hunter. For the big guy? Neither Jim nor the big guy was identified further. 10 held by H for the big guy. Ladies and gentlemen, was Joe Biden being cut in and being paid off by enemies of the United States while he was the vice president? I, 
I, I, I cannot believe we're asking this question two weeks from an election. Was the sitting vice president of the United States and his son bought off by the Chinese Communist Party? Now, ladies and gentlemen, in, in case you're saying to yourself, well, in these emails, 10 for 100 is to save for the big guy. Ah, I don't think the big guy is Joe Biden. The big guy could refer to anyone. I want to hat tip Rudy Giuliani, who has a hold of these emails and texts and has been putting out information by the day on Rudy Giuliani's show yesterday. He has a video show. He has about a minute plus segment here about a text Hunter Biden sent to his daughter. And in that text, Hunter Biden seems to implicate that half of his possibly corrupt money from overseas, from enemies of the United States, had to be split with Pop? Who's Pop? Is Pop the big guy? Is the big guy Joe Biden? Listen to Rudy Giuliani himself. What is the scheme that they use for distributing the money? Well, there just so happens to be a uh, text. The text is in... uh, is in the uh, hard drive of Hunter Biden, and it is from Hunter Biden to Naomi Biden uh, discussing money. But in it, he uh, makes a very big mistake. He explains the distribution scheme that the Biden crime family has had for years. It reads as follows, and again, you can see it. You can see it on my uh, on my website. It reads, "This is from Hunter to Naomi Biden. I love you all." but I don't receive any respect and that's fine, I guess. Works for you, apparently. I hope you all can do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family from 30 years or for 30 years. Why was he paying for everything for the family? Because he was getting the money and they were keeping it from Joe, so he wouldn't have to report it, but he paid, for example, his, his half-sister's entire college education pay for a lot more things. In fact, in his own words, paid for everything. But then it goes on to say, because the boss, remember the godfather, the boss has to uh, wet his beak. The boss has got to get his money. The boss here is Pop. It's really hard, but don't worry. Unlike Pop, that's one of the names for Joe Biden, Democrat candidate for the United States uh, presidency. I won't make you give me half your salary. Hmm. Hmm. Rudy Giuliani, expert prosecutor, brought down the mob in New York City. No one better at tracing who got the money, how they obtained the money. No one better. I, I, I can't. I can't believe we're having this conversation. I cannot believe we're having this conversation. Do you know how disgusted I am with you absolute zeros? You complete pieces of human filth in the media and in the tech companies for not allowing the American people to see this information right now. Do you understand if Joe Biden, God forbid, is elected president, he will have to be impeached immediately. Joe Biden should do the right thing today for the sake of the American people. I'm not kidding. Some of you won't like this idea. I'm sorry, you're wrong. Some of you won't like this idea. Joe Biden needs to step step aside right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we have foreign enemies of the United States that clearly have compromising material on a person who could be the president in as little as a few months. Some of you will say, I don't like that idea. Then people will vote for Kamala Harris and she may be a better candidate. No, no, no. Ladies and gentlemen, this isn't the time for that now. This is the time to very seriously protect the continuation, the continuity plans for the United States of America. I'm not kidding. You cannot have a president in office that is unquestionably compromised by the United States' biggest enemy and a nuclear power. You cannot have that. You cannot have that. I'm hoping and praying and doing everything I can to make sure Donald Trump wins. But if he loses, we cannot have a president of the United States protected by the media, protected by the tech companies who is in the back pocket and they have blackmail material 
on the president or potential president of the United States, the Chinese government. You can't have that. You can't have that. You can't have that. Do you understand the danger we're looking at? The disservice the media is doing right now? They are enemies of the people right now. They are on the wrong side of the republic. They are refusing to cover the biggest bombshell in modern presidential election history. That the Democrat nominee for president has blackmail material openly sitting out there by the Chinese. And you may say, well, it's not blackmail anymore. We all know about it. No, you don't know what they know. That's the point. This is just what we've seen. You don't know what the Chinese know. What else has been Joe Biden been getting paid off for, according to these allegations? You have no idea. A nuclear power and stated enemy of the United States, a communist power, is going to own the potential president of the United States? He would have to be impeached immediately. Immediately. The minute he's sworn in, if we by some chance happen to regain the House, he would have to be impeached immediately. This guy is an existential threat to the United States. That is not hyperbole. A nuclear power has this guy's family in their back pockets. Now, the disgusting filth in the media that have absolutely refused to cover the biggest scandal of our time. Their response is they think this is hilarious. Oh, come on, Dan. They don't think it's hilarious. No, no, they think it's hilarious. You want to see this complete loser in MSNBC, Joe Slobbero and his loser wife, Mika Brzezinski, on their show? They think this story about the communist Chinese party having blackmail material on a potential president of the United States. They think this story is absolutely hilarious. Watch this clip of Slobbero and his loser cast laughing it up. They think this is funny. Check this out. When when there is a New York Post article that is false, um, it's much better for Twitter to let people read the New York Post article and sit there and laugh at the hokey story of a computer uh, repairman looking at a computer going, this sure does look suspicious to me. I'm going to call Rudy Giuliani. (laughs) Let that out, okay? (laughs) Because people will read the story and then they'll go, this is really one of the stupidest October surprises I've ever seen before. What did he have, x-ray vision? Oh, my Lord. Okay, Ed Luce. This don't look right. Thank you, Ed. Uh, We'll be reading your... Wonder if America's mayor could take a look at it. Mm. Fool. I know you want to say worse. I... I, Mm -hmm. It's a relatively family-friendly show. We tried. Left left one off. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So, not only does Slobbero think this is hilarious that the Chinese Communist Party has blackmail material against the former vice president, the candidate for the presidency now. He takes it as an opportunity um, to use stereotypical insults against Americans who live in the South by using his, you know, you dumb redneck, stupid looking, sounding voice with his dopey looking face. By the way, Joe Scarborough, one of the... uh, I I tell you a story about Joe Scarborough, but really, um, it's hard to believe. This is hard to believe, ladies and gentlemen. the, 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 The country can't continue like this. We we just we just can't continue like this. We can't. I don't know if there's going to be refuge in some red state somewhere from this, but let the left have what they've got. Let them do their police state, tech tyranny, speech suppression, infanticide, uh, confiscation of all your money, uh, 
you know, permanent lockdowns, you know, uh, I mean, they're, 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 they're turning into just quasi fascists right now. Let them have it. I, I, I really think we need to seek refuge in some of these red states elsewhere away from these people and just ignoring them like they don't exist. I don't know any other way to tell you. I, I can't believe they think this is really funny. Let me get to one more here. Again, in, in case you are, uh, for, I, I doubt listening to this show that you are dumb enough to believe this, but in case you're under the mistaken belief that the media is a serious enterprise in the United States anymore, they're not. It's Mad Magazine um, without the humor. Here's NBC, supposedly, again, a serious broadcast, again, only in their own minds, with a reporter not even remotely interested in the fact pattern behind the New York Post bombshells yesterday, today about Joe Biden and his corrupt crime family being in the pockets of our enemies. Here's a reporter claiming with zero evidence whatsoever, zero evidence that this is fake, that it's from a quote tabloid. It's one of the oldest papers in New York City. It's not a tabloid um, in the sense she's using it. And that it's a Russian disinformation campaign. She has no information that it's disinformation. I don't know where it came from. It may have originated with someone who's... That doesn't mean it's false. Keep in mind, it doesn't mean any of it's... Well, the FBI initiated an entire investigation against Donald Trump based on information from what they thought was a Russian agent. And they still claim some of it's true. She claims without any evidence that it's disinformation, meaning it's false. She has no evidence whatsoever that that's true. But again, it's NBC. Facts and truth aren't their thing. Listen to this loser on this uh, clip. The president's been talking a lot about Hunter Biden. Yeah. There's a bunch of back and forth. You can just bring us up to date on that. I will. And this is a questionably sourced story, to say the least. It appeared in a tabloid that President Trump and his allies are really trying to seize on here, alleging that Joe Biden may have had a meeting that was set up with somebody that Hunter Biden worked with on this Ukrainian company. Now, the story is so dubious, and we should note, by the way, that the Biden campaign says that meeting was never on Biden's official schedule. Uh, but Facebook and Twitter made moves to try to limit the spread of this story. And the Washington Post is reporting that some intelligence experts think this has the hallmark of like a disinformation campaign meant to interfere with the elections. Were well, those the same intelligence experts who told you the PP tape was real? Notice how everybody's anonymous in this. So it, listen to the disinformation from this total loser on NBC, a disgrace to journalism everywhere. The New York Post, a major American newspaper, she writes off as a tabloid. Keep in mind, these are the same people who promoted the PP hoax. This, rep this reporter in her network. That's, that's them. Told you the PP thing was real. Claims it's Russian disinformation with no evidence whatsoever. Calls it a dubious story despite the Biden campaign not denying the story. Keep in mind, all they said is the meeting with the Ukrainian official wasn't on his official schedule. They didn't say it didn't happen. They didn't even deny the emails were real. But of course, because it's NBC and they're losers, liars and disinformation specialists themselves, this is what they do with the biggest bombshell of our time. I want you to understand right now, because I have to move on to Twitter and Facebook, these, again, filthy, disgusting, fake news specialists. I want to leave it with this. If you vote for Joe Biden, you are now voting for a candidate. That is in the pocket of an enemy of the United States with nuclear power. I am just letting you know that right now. That is your choice. Your choice. This is not a good man. He's not the Scranton kid. He is the most epic con man to ever run for office. He's a liar. He's a fraud. He's a disgrace. He's a sellout. He is not a patriot. He has sold this country out for his own family's personal wealth. It is disgusting and horrifying, and so are you if you pick this guy. I'm sorry. This guy is a disgrace. All right. I got another sponsor. But I'm going to get to the, uh, I got coming up next, I've got the Twitter role in this, which is even more disgusting and a pretty epic cut by Tucker Carlson, who sums it up beautifully. Today's show also brought to you by Simply Safe. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the thing about home security companies. Most trap you with high prices, tricky contracts, and lousy customer support. So while there are a lot of options out there, there's only one no-brainer. Simply Safe. We use Simply Safe. I have a background in the security space. We love Simply Safe right here. Simply Safe's got everything you need to protect your home with none of the drawbacks of traditional home security. 
It's got an arsenal of sensors and cameras. There's one right over there to blanket every room, including ours. Every window and door tailored specifically for your home. Professional monitoring keeps watch day and night, ready to send police, fire, or medical professionals if there's an emergency. You can set it up yourself in under an hour. Paula did in our house. Took a little, maybe an hour, an hour and 10 minutes or so. Just peel and stick the sensors exactly where you need them. It's really simple. No technicians required. There's no contract. They don't need it. There's no pushy sales guys. They don't need them either. Because their company's just good. They have no hidden fees and no fine print. And so is their product. Their product's terrific. All this starts at just $15 a month. I'm not the only one who thinks Simply Safe is great. U.S. News and World Report named it the best overall home security of 2020. Head to simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino. Don't forget that URL and get a free HD camera. Ours is sitting right over there. Not kidding for my listeners. That's simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino. Make sure they know our show sent you. Simply Safe. That's S I M P L I. Simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino. Go today. Check them out. Um, as I told you, folks, none of this disinformation, election interference would be allowed to continue without the cooperation of these social media slobs. Um, Twitter and Facebook. It's just disgusting. Again, this is why I'm involved with Parler. This is why. And and Rumble, by the way. This is why. Believe me, it has nothing to do with the cash or the money or the equity. None of that. This is everything to do with fighting the good fight. We have to give people some alternative. What else are you going to do? These companies hate you too, just like the media. It's disgusting. So what happened yesterday? The Soviets would be very proud. They should play the Soviet national anthem every time you open Twitter and Facebook. Every single time. You click it, it should play audio on, mute off. You should hear the Soviet national anthem because the Soviets would be proud. So what happened yesterday? You saw the New York Post story about the Biden crime family taking money from Ukraine today, taking money from China, potentially splitting it with Joe Biden who could be in the back pocket of the Chinese Communist Party and you're about to elect him president? Scranton kid, Scranton kid. Well, Tucker Carlson, who has been um, at the forefront of this fight against these tech tyrants for a long time, summed it up beautifully last night at the beginning of his show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an existential fight now. Something has to happen. These companies either have to be broken up or they have to be sanctioned so heavily by the Federal Election Commission for unquestionable election interference that they can barely recover. This is absolutely unforgivable. A message has to be sent today. Check out Tucker. A major American newspaper published a story, apparently an entirely accurate story, about a presidential candidate. The tech monopolies that control American media feared this story might hurt that candidate whom they favor. So three weeks before a national election, they shut the whole thing down. They prevented the public from reading the news. They didn't apologize for doing this. They didn't bother to make up reasonable sounding justifications for it. They just did it exactly as the Chinese government does. These are monopolies. They have all the power. You have none. They don't have to care what you think, and they don't. This was mass censorship on a scale that America has never experienced, not in 245 years. And it's a threat to all of us. Democracies only function when there is a free exchange of information between citizens. We no longer have that. This is a dark moment. I'm sorry for the generally morose tone of the show today, folks, but I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm just going to be candid with you. I'm anxious. I'm anxious. I'm frightened where this is going to go. Can you imagine a major company in America which services uh, us now as a public square for information, Twitter and Facebook. It's where people exchange information generally. In conjunction with Google, the world's largest search engine where you find information, two weeks out from an election, hiding a story, a major breaking news story from a major American newspaper, and locking out the accounts of Kaylee McEnany, Team Trump, locking out a link provided by the House Oversight Committee to a .gov address. This all happened yesterday. If you wrote this in a story with an Orwellian tint to it, Again, you'd throw the story out because you'd be like, ah, that's already been done, but that's not really going to happen. Nobody's going to believe it. No, it's happening. It's happening right, right now. You are going to have people who vote for Joe Biden in this election who may find out if they're lucky enough after the election that the man they voted for is in the back pocket of America's preeminent enemy and nuclear power. Folks, it gets worse. It's not just Twitter. Twitter shut down the links to these stories. You can't read these stories on Twitter right now. Do you know that? 
Jack Dorsey needs to be subpoenaed and investigated immediately, immediately, yesterday, yesterday. It's not just Twitter. Here's Andy Stone from Facebook on Twitter. I'll show you who this clown is in a minute. At Andy M. Stone from Facebook. He actually tweeted this out, admitting Facebook is interfering in an election too. Quote, while I will intentionally not link to the New York Post, I want to be clear that this story is eligible to be fact-checked by Facebook's third-party fact-checking partners. Listen to this. In the meantime, we are reducing its distribution on our platform. Holy Moses. Who is Andy Stone from Facebook? Let's look at his profile. Andy Stone. Oh, he's communications at Facebook and an alumni of the House Majority Pack, Senator Boxer, and the DCCC. The Democrat Congressional Campaign Committee. For you liberals listening, you don't know what that means. So he's a Democrat activist working as the communications director from Facebook telling you that the Democrat nominee for president, that a major expose about him potentially being blackmailed by the Chinese government because they have information on him otherwise, that that story is going to be totally blacklisted? By the way, we will be putting this on Facebook and we're daring you to sanction us for information we just told you is in the story. We're daring you to do it. I'm daring you to do it. Because you are creating a series of enemies of people who've defended you in the past. I hate what you're doing to this country, but I've defended everybody's ability to speak freely. The question now is, is the damage you've caused in the 2020 election so catastrophic that even your allies are going to now turn their backs on you? I think the answer is yes. In case you missed it, by the way, here's a screenshot of what happens on Twitter. This happens now for the China story, too, about Hunter Biden being in the back pocket of China. This is what happens if you try to share the story on Twitter. Warning, this link may be unsafe. The link you're trying to access has been identified by Twitter as being potentially spammy or unsafe. Totally ridiculous and made up, ladies and gentlemen. Totally ridiculous. We are in a very, very dangerous place. This is the public square, folks. I told you that. It's like in the early 1800s, some private company buying up all the streets where, you know, there were no telephones or anything. You wanted a campaign, you went to the town square and you made your case. You got on your soapbox. Imagine someone coming over and you say, no, no, we bought up all these streets. Yeah, we're, we're Twitter. Twitter, before Twitter had social media. You're not allowed on these streets to make your case. Well, what about those streets? No, not those streets either. We bought those up too. Matter of fact, go back into your room. You can yell from your window if you're lucky. That's what Twitter's done to the country. The United States has an interest first in the preservation of the republic and free speech. Now, although these are private companies, the question now is, have they done such incalculable damage in a major election that something has to be done. I think the answer right now is clearly yes. All right, um, let me just get to my next sponsor. I want to go to the Amy Coney Barrett hearings, but I want to transition here because this story, even though it's my next piece of video, even though it's about the Amy Coney Barrett hearings, it's really excellent work by Josh Hawley, a senator from Missouri, who is a Republican senator, who's been all over these tech companies and their tyranny. He makes an incredible point in this. I want to play this video in a second. He does it in a way I didn't expect, and I don't think a lot of other people did. I don't think even Amy Coney Barrett saw this coming. Uh, stay tuned for that. Today's show also brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Listen, hiring is a challenge, okay? Especially with everything else you have to consider today. But there's one place you can go where hiring is really simple, fast, and smart. It's a place where businesses can connect to qualified candidates. That place is ZipRecruiter. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino and go today. What does ZipRecruiter do? They send your job to over 100 of the world's leading job sites, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply for your job. 
ZipRecruiter makes hiring efficient and effective with features like screening questions to filter candidates and an all-in-one dashboard where you can review and rate your candidates. ZipRecruiter is so effective, so effective, that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, to try ZipRecruiter for free, my listeners can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino, ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Go today. Check that out. Okay. So listen, I need a little bit of humor. I'm just, again, a very anxious and upset with everything going on right now, as you should be too. I mean, this is just election interference like we've never seen in our lifetime by an unquestioned monopoly. Yeah, who did you watch the old WWF before they were the WWE? I swear there was this wrestler. I know I'll get a thousand years, but I can't remember who it was. And was it who was the um, Vince McMahon and Mean Gene Okerlund? They would always say he's dropping the Fit Four Ds on him when he dropped the elbow. This is Josh Hawley dropping the Fit Four Ds on Hunter Biden. Now, just so I set this up for you, this video, right? Amy Coney Barrett, who has been put forth by President Trump, obviously for the Supreme Court seat. She has said repeatedly, as she should, I'm not going to answer hypothetical questions about how I would rule in the future because it's unfair to the litigants in the future. It is. You can't ask them, hey, how would you rule on this case? Then the litigants already know going in what she's thinking. So she's saying, I'm not going to answer hypotheticals. So Josh Hawley does an interesting play here in this pitch to her in this question. I want you to check this out. This is one of those, you see what he did there moments? Check this out. Since he asked you about it, and since he asked about foreign influence in government, I, I think it's only fair that that I ask whether, hypothetically speaking, just hypothetically, if there were, let's say, a vice president of the United States who hypothetically had an adult son, who hypothetically worked for a foreign oligarch, who then sold access to his father, the vice president, and his father then intervened in a case to make sure that that oligarch wasn't prosecuted, hypothetically, would that violate, would that constitute the kind of foreign corruption that the Constitution's concerned about? I can't answer hypotheticals. Well, I thought you might say that. Um, and I'm glad you don't and won't, because who knows, that case may come before you. But um, I think it's a fair set of questions to ask. <laughs> the top, off the top ropes. That's a Superfly Snooker off the top. Remember Superfly Jimmy Snooker <laughs> off the top ropes for the pin off the top. The fit four D's right now. Remember the, the big leg from the Hulkster? Remember the Hulkamaniacs? The big leg used to drop the big leg on everyone. I grew up with wrestling. I, I, I It was just my thing. Remember Rowdy Roddy? This was the oh, fit four yeah. D's. Yeah. Right. I mean, what a, what, uh, listen, Josh, I don't know. I've never met Josh Holly. That was beautifully done. She he pitches a, a hypothetical air quotes dreaded air quotes. What if we had a presidential candidate who basically sold himself out to a foreign government for for money, while his dad was the uh, vice president of the United States at the time, and this, that candidate's not running for president right now? Blah 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 blah. Well, it may not be a hypothetical because that might actually happen, like it's happening right now. It was more from yesterday's hearing, of course. Here's a little bit of a supercut preceded by the unquestionably dumbest member of the United States Senate, Maisie Hirono. As I warned you yesterday, um, they don't call her crazy Maisie for nothing. Uh, you listen to Maisie Hirono for more than five minutes. There's a significant chance um, you will be dumber than when you started. And I, I uh, put out on Parler yesterday when I was uh, when I was posting about the, the hearings, you know, um, why Hawaii? I mean, why? Why did you do? It's such a beautiful place with such smart people. <laughs> why did you? What? Why Maisie Hirono? I. Why? Why did you do this to us, Maisie Hirono? This is the best person you could find. So Maisie Hirono has unilaterally declared in the Amy Coney Barrett hearing. This was a couple of days ago. I just didn't have time to get to it. That the term widely used uh, by Democrats, the media, um, as 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 as, uh, as as early as uh, late as two weeks ago or a month ago, the term sexual preference. Amazing Hirono has unilaterally declared this to be now an offensive term. So I'm going to play this supercut. And this is from the Free Beacon here, Washington Free Beacon. Here's Maisie Hirono first. You're going to hear her telling Amy Coney Barrett how she's offended by the term sexual preference, and then you're going to hear a supercut of all the Democrats basically using the term sexual preference and people in the media as well. Check this out. You use the term sexual preference 
to describe those in the LGBTQ community. And let me make clear, sexual preference is an offensive and outdated term. This time, bring everybody along, regardless of color, sexual preference. Based on whatever color, whatever what their sexual preference might be. By race, by age, by sexual preference. It doesn't matter what your sexual preference is. What their sexual preference is. Never in the course of her military career had anything about her sexual preference had any impact. Based upon race, color, or preference, or sexual preference. I don't think that you use the term sexual preference as just, uh, I don't think it was an accident. Our society has come to respect uh, people, um, whatever their sexual preference. Hat tip Washington Free Beacon for that supercut of Democrats apparently insulting the gay community. I'm waiting for people and activists in the gay community to call out every one of those people including the now uh, sadly deceased Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who you heard at the end there using the term sexual preference. Dick Durbin made an appearance out there. Who is it? Michael Nutter. You saw all the Democrats in there, all of them offending the gay community. Of course they weren't offended. Neither was crazy Maisie Hirono. They just make this up. Now, Joe, have we not talked about this topic repeatedly? The Democrats do this all the time. They are not offended by the term sexual preference. Use it as you see fit. They are not offended by that term. They use it themselves. They're not offended by this at all. What the Democrats do, because they are totalitarian monsters right now, is in order to paint their political opponents as morally bankrupt people, they change the language on a whim to do what Maisie Hirono just did there to Amy Coney Barrett, who I have to tell you should not have apologized. She apologized. Huge mistake. For what? There's nothing she said that was offensive. Nothing. That's a commonly used term. Now, showing you how this is an organized effort, it may not be a conspiracy in the sense that these people collude with each other knowingly. They don't need to. They just take cues from people like crazy Maisie Hirono, the dumbest member of the U.S. Senate. Now that Maisie Hirono has said anyone using the term text sexual preference is a bigot, except for my Democrat friends who use it all the time. Everybody gets the cue. They know what to do because they've done this before. I've talked about this repeatedly. They change the language on a whim to make you outside the perimeter. We're inside the perimeter. We're the cool kids. If you've used that term today, you're outside the perimeter. You're a bad guy now. And everybody gets the cue. Here's Steve Krakauer on Twitter. He put this out. This is a great catch. He's at Steve Krak. He says, as recently as last month, Webster's Dictionary Online included a definition of preference as orientation or sexual preference. Today, they changed it and added the word at the end and making it offensive. Oh, Look at it. You can see at the bottom, yeah. just a month ago, preference. They used it. They use it. Sexual preference, orientation. Now they changed it at the end. Now it's offensive. This is Webster's Dictionary, ladies and gentlemen. Tell me again how we're not in Soylent Green territory. Please, I'm, I'm open to hearing it. Tell me again if you're the Lenin Project or one of these other anti-Trump groups that claim to be supporting Republican values, how supporting a candidate in the back pocket of the Chinese who supports people like Maisie Hirono, who are now ushering us with Twitter and Facebook into serious book-burning territory right now, in conjunction with losers like Amazon, too, that just banned, I don't know if you heard this, Shelby Steele. Noted intellectual from the Hoover Institution who put a documentary about it, but the Michael Brown case, you know, it's been banned from Amazon Prime on video. It's been banned because it doesn't comport with the Michael Brand hands up, don't shoot narrative. Tell me again how we're not in Soylent Green territory. You're being fed Soylent Green and you thought it was an algae. But again, let the Lenin Project and others tell you, yeah, yeah, vote for Biden. We're defending freedom and conservative values. What? Are you smoking the crack pipe? Oh, better not go there. I mean, (laughs) it's kind of a sensitive topic today for some. Photos were kind of weird, weren't they? You know why I'm not showing those photos too? Let me be candid with you. Mm. And let me just say what I'm talking about here. There are photos that appear to be Hunter Biden with paraphernalia involved with narcotics and crack. Listen, man, 
This is a topic I've discussed in this show frequently. It's fair game. I'm sorry it is. His father's running for president. We don't know who has this material. But it's not cool to mess with people and drug problems. It's just, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't, that's not my thing. It's fair game to talk about, but it's not funny. It's not. It's, it'll never be funny on the show. It'll never be treated as funny. And I don't mean to handle it or just discuss it there as flippantly. I'm not. I'm just, it's a topic that needs to be discussed. Who has this information? What other photos are out there? The guy's father's running for president. But the topic in and of itself is not funny. It's not a joke. It's troubling. And we've addressed it on this show many times. All right. Um, I want to get to this Andrew Cuomo video because it's important. And then uh, hopefully I'll have time to get to this last topic. It's a little wonky about what's going on with Amy Coney Barrett and this Obamacare thing. But when you understand it, you'll see what the game the Democrats are playing right now. It'll make a lot of sense. Let me get to my last sponsor, our friends at Stamps.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this holiday season, more people will be mailing stuff than ever before. That means the post office is going to be stacked and busy. Who has time for that? Not me. Stamps.com brings the power of the post office and now UPS shipping right to your computer. Mail and ship anything from the convenience of your own home or office. With Stamps.com, anything you can do with the post office, you can do with just a few clicks. It is really, really easy to use. I can't emphasize that enough. Plus, Stamps.com saves you money with deep discounts. Whether you're a small office sending out invoices, an online seller fulfilling orders during this record-setting holiday season, or even a giant warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. Once your mail's ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's really that simple. With Stamps.com, you get five cents off every first-class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail, up to 62% off UPS shipping rates. Not to mention, it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. Stamps.com is really a no-brainer. It saves you both time and money. Don't spend a minute of your holiday season at the post office this year. Sign up for Stamps.com instead. There's no risk to you. With my promo code, Dan, my first name, you get a special offer. It includes this, a free week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. There are no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Dan, D-A-N. That's stamps.com, enter Dan, stamps.com, enter promo code Dan by clicking the microphone at the top of the homepage, stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. All right. Uh, so yesterday I promised you this audio Hat tip Reagan Battalion, who uh, sent this in my direction on uh, social media. This is uh, apparently audio of New York tyrannical Democrat Governor Andrew Cuomo, uh, one of the worst governors in the country. Uh, it's always a race between him and Gavin Newsom um, and Lori, uh, no, Lori Leffert's mayor of Chicago, excuse me, um, uh, what's his name, Pritzker, the governor of Illinois. Um, it's always a race between those three. Forgive me, folks, been a rough morning so far. I'm uh, <laughs> A lot going on, to say the least. Maybe I have an update for you tomorrow. But this purports to be audio of Andrew Cuomo talking to a local religious leader about the shutdowns. Now, uh, the audio is a little long, longer than we're used to. It's about a minute and 30, maybe a little more. But I want you to pay very close attention. Paula said a little more, about two minutes, maybe two, two or two, right? This is Andrew Cuomo, a recorded call of him talking to a religious leader, making very specific the point here that these lockdowns are a blunt instrument based on fear, and he really doesn't have any science to back this up at all. And as you're listening to this, if you're a business owner in New York that's been bankrupted by Andrew Cuomo and the dreadful Bill de Blasio up there with Lightfoot as one of the worst mayors in the country, by the way, I want you to listen closely and think I was bankrupted, not by some scientific clear, precise instrument they had that indicated public safety would benefit, but by just a fear tool used by the governor to hammer us all? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what he says. Check this out. Let me make a comment and let us talk to Zucker. I don't disagree with you. Uh, and look, I, I'm 100% frank and candid. Uh, this is not a highly nuanced, sophisticated response. This is a fear-driven response. You know, this is not a policy being written by a scalpel. This is a, a policy being cut by uh, a hatchet. It's just a very blunt, uh, 
I didn't propose this, you know, it was proposed by the mayor uh, in the city. I'm trying to uh, sharpen it and make it better, but it's out of fear. People see the numbers going up. Uh, close everything. Close everything. Uh, it's not the best way to do it, but it is uh, a fear-driven response. The, the virus scares people. Hopefully, we get the numbers down in the zip codes. The anxiety comes down and then we can have a smarter more tailored approach your point is right why close every school why don't you test the schools and close the ones that have a problem i know but uh first i don't know that we have the resources to do that now but i can tell you honestly uh the the fear is too high uh, to do anything other than uh, let's do everything we can to get the infection rate down now, uh, close the doors, close the windows. That's where we are. Uh, Commissioner, do you want to add something? I, I think that that's exactly the point. Again, folks, in fitting with the thematic elements of today's show, how are we not living in an Orwellian Soylent Green nightmare right now? How? We have a major social media company, two of them, Facebook and Twitter, actively suppressing a credible, not denied story about a major presidential candidate two weeks from an election, kicking off the White House press secretary and the Trump campaign, Team Trump from their platforms, fostering misinformation campaigns by the media over and over again. And then we have media people making fun of the story about said candidate while ignoring an explosive piece of audio about a major state governor, Andrew Cuomo, admitting on a call that the lockdowns that bankrupted tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people in his state weren't based on any science. They were a blunt instrument based out of fear. And his health commissioner at the end agrees with him. And yet we put this out there. I'm sure we will probably be banned by ScrewTube and others. I don't care. That's why I'm over Rumble. There's nothing. I just want to be crystal clear on this. I said it on Mark Levin's radio show last night to the media, ScrewTube, Twitter, Fakebook, and others. There's nothing you can do to me. There's nothing you can do to me. You have nothing to lose anywhere. Nothing. There's nothing you can do to me. You ban my videos on one platform, we'll put them on Rumble. You ban my posts on Twitter, we'll put them on Parler. You try to pull me off a server, I'll buy a server farm myself. There's nothing I won't do to fight against you. Nothing. I never thought I'd be living in a time where conservatives would be considered the real renegades. But that time is now. The liberal lemmings are the conformist fools walking down a path of fascist totalitarianism and doing it while whistling past the graveyard. And I just want to give a hat tip. There were a couple very small very small, but there were a couple liberal media people yesterday who see the danger of this path we're going down. One of them is this guy, Ryan. I forget his last name. I think he's Grim or something, but he's, he's a liberal. He's definitely a liberal. He doesn't even like hide it. But even he said yesterday about this Twitter and Facebook banning these articles about Joe Biden, how if you think this is a good thing, you can't see two inches in front of your face. Like you have no idea how bad this is going to get right now. These companies need to be broken up. Google too. No question. They are anti-competitive monopolies that are engaging in active election interference. They must be broken up. They can't wait anymore. All right, um, this is going to be my last story, but it's an important one. It's, an, it's a little wonky, but I like to do these stories once in a while because it adds color to the context of the argument going on. And there are other things people aren't talking about because the media, candidly, many of them are too stupid to figure it out. I mean, I'm not trying to be a jerk. Some of them are smart. Most of them aren't. They're just really dumb. So uh, Amy Coney Barrett in the hearing, she keeps getting asked about Obamacare. I'm sure you've seen it. The, the Democrats are like, are you going to vote to repeal Obamacare in this case coming up? Of course, she's not going to answer that. She's not going to give any tips or any hints to cite Ruth Bader Ginsburg's precedent herself. They're right. just not going to do that. Now, here's what's really going on. And Joe, I'm going to need you as the audience on Buzzman. There is a case right now making its way to the courts that it's going to be in the Supreme Court's Supreme Court, excuse me, very soon. 
probably by the time Amy, Co- Amy Coney Barrett is, uh, is seated. I believe it's right around November 10th or so. The case is an Obamacare case. Cal uh, was a California versus Texas. And what happened here is, this is where it gets a little weird. There was an old Supreme Court case where John Roberts, the dreadful Supreme Court justice who pretended to be a conservative originalist, right? Mm-hmm. He saved Obamacare. NFIB versus Sebelius. You'll hear that name brought up a lot in the Amy Coney Barrett case. That's the older case, not the case that's going to be in the Supreme Court in about a month. Everybody track him? Okay. In the NFIB versus Sebelius case, uh, the National Federation of Independent Businesses, they sued Kathleen Sebelius, the Health and Human Services Secretary, saying, hey, Obamacare is not constitutional. The individual mandate which was, which was enforced by a penalty, meaning individual mandate. You have to buy Obamacare. Remember the original Obamacare law? Yeah, yeah. Or you're going to be penalized. They said that's not constitutional. The Constitution does not. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm summing it up in kind of easy, digestible nuggets. I get it. There's some wonkery here, but this is the simplest way to describe it. Either you buy Obamacare, we're going to penalize you. That's not constitutional. The Constitution doesn't provide for legal penalties in, the, in basically disguised as taxes if you don't do something. Mm-hmm. Now, they do provide legal penalties if you do something. What do I mean? If Joe jaywalks and gets mm-hmm. caught, whatever, you get the point of making a joke. You could be fine. Yeah. You park your double park your car, you get caught, you can be fine. But you did something. There is no provision in the Constitution for not doing something and getting fined. None. You don't eat broccoli. We don't want to pay your health care bills. Fine for houses that don't eat broccoli. There's no, you can't do that. So then NFIB sued the Health and Human Services Secretary under Obama, Kathleen Sebelius, saying Obamacare can't be constitutional because you can't find people for not doing something. Buying insurance, you can't do that. Everybody tracking so far? Yeah, we're good. The Republicans get elected and under Donald Trump and the Republican Senate and Republican House prior to the midterm elections in 2018, they got rid of the individual mandate. They made the penalty for not buying insurance under Obamacare, zero. They zeroed it out. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it can't be a tax because it's zero. Now, why does this matter? You can't have a okay. tax that has no tax function. Right, logically here. Yeah, good. Right. right. So the Democrats and the Republicans in this lawsuit coming up that Amy Coney Barrett's going to wind up hearing if she's confirmed, The Republicans' case is, well, if you don't have an individual mandate enforceable by a tax, because there is no tax, because it's now zero, we got rid of it, then the whole law will fall apart. And the law, therefore, is constitutional, too. The Democrats are arguing, no, now even though there's no tax and the individual mandate has no teeth, and they repealed it, the individual mandate, to be clear, has been repealed, Mm -hmm. the Democrats are saying, that's severable. Meaning, if you view Obamacare like a pie and they took a chunk out of it, the Republicans, by repealing the individual mandate and zeroing out the penalty to zero, that you can still eat some of the pie and Obamacare should stand. That's the Democrats' case. The Republicans are saying, no, no, we took so much of the pie, you can't sell the pie anymore because it's unleft. Obamacare is unconstitutional. Everybody get it? That's Mm -hmm. what the severability Mm -hmm. thing means. Amy Coney Barrett described it great, talking about like Jenga. Like you take the individual mandate out, you take the tax out. Does all of Obamacare fall or is it severable? Can you take out the individual mandate Jenga piece and take out the penalty and Obamacare still stands, which is what the Democrats want. They want it to be severable. Severability is a good thing for them. They want you to sever those out, but Obamacare to still stand. What's the problem with this? The problem with this whole thing is John Roberts, the uh, liberal. Supreme Court justice who pretended to be a conservative to make it through and get appointed by George W. Bush. He said during the original ruling, NFIB versus Sebelius, that the individual mandate penalty was a tax. He said that. Yeah. Well, what's the problem? The problem is the Obama administration never argued that at all. So forget the severability question for a minute. The whole Obamacare plan was sold to you on this penalty that the Obamacare people insisted wasn't a tax, while John Roberts, the Supreme Court justice, completely made up the fact and said, no, 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 the penalty is a tax. Why? Because Roberts understands there is no provision in the Constitution 
to penalize people for something they didn't do. So Roberts just made it up and said, no, 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 it's a tax. But did Obama's people say that? Here's some video here. This is old, so forgive me. The quality may not be great. I know Joe cleaned it up, but here's some video of Representative Scott Garrett questioning Obama's former OMB director, Office of Management and Budget, about, hey, there's no such thing as a penalty in the Constitution for not doing something. This is a tax. Is this not a tax? And watch Obama's guy in OMB say, no, 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 it's not a tax. Check this out. One point, though, you did just say that um, there are no tax increases for those folks who are making under $250,000. So families under 250000 individuals under two hundred k. So if I'm a part of a family that does not um, buy um, health insurance in violation of a, um, uh, the president's health care program um, and I have to pay because of that, that is not a uh, tax inc- that is not a tax on me. The Affordable Care Act saves money. I understand that, but is that a tax on me then if I do not pay for that? Or is that not a tax? I'm not sure I'm following the question. You said there's no tax increases or people make under $250,000. If I make under $250,000 and I do not buy buy health insurance as I'm required to under the Affordable Health Care Act, is that a tax on me or is that not a tax on me? Well, uh, this is... uh, A moment ago you said there's no tax increase. There aren't. So that's not a tax? No. That's not a tax. Okay, that's just want to be clear clear on that because that's not the argument that the administration is making. <laughs> the administration, the Obama administration, through their solicitor general, argued in court, no, no, the Obamacare penalty is definitely a tax. And then they went out in front of the American people in front of Congress and said, no, no, it's definitely not a tax. Because they knew saying they were going to tax a uh, tax hike, put a tax hike on the American people through Obamacare was politically not palatable. So they lied about it. Amy Coney Barrett is the one who has called John Roberts out on this. This is why they keep saying in the hearing, uh, the Democrats, uh, they're trying to create a schism between Barrett and and John Roberts because they want to create strife before she sits on the Supreme Court. Amy Coney Barrett has questioned John Roberts' judgment because Roberts reinvented the penalty and said it was a tax despite the Obama administration on the record arguing in front of Congress. It's not a tax. You may say, well... Even though Obama's team argued in court it was a tax or else it would have been thrown out as unconstitutional, there are no penalties. And even though they lied on the record and said it wasn't a tax, Obama didn't say that himself. No, no, he did. Here's video of Obama with George uh, Stephanopoulos as Obamacare was, was working its way through, arguing again that the penalty is in fact not a tax, even though they argued in court it was a tax. And shady John Roberts agreed. Check this out. Right. You were against the individual mandate yeah. during the campaign. Under this mandate, the government is forcing people to spend money, fining you if you don't. How is that not a tax? Well, hold on a second, George. Here's what's happening. You and I are both paying 900 bucks uh, on average, our families, in higher premiums because of uncompensated care. Now, what I've said is that if you can't afford health insurance, you certainly shouldn't be punished for that. That's just piling on. If, on the other hand, we're given tax credits, we've set up an exchange, you are now part of a big pool, we've driven down the costs, we've done everything we can, and you actually can afford health insurance, but you've just decided, you know what, I want to take my chances. And then you get hit by a bus, and you and I have to pay for the emergency that room That may care. be, but it's still that's, a tax that, increase. That, that, no, no that, that, that's not true, George. The for us to say that you've got to take a responsibility to get health insurance is absolutely not a tax increase. What it's saying is, is that we're not going to have other people carrying your burdens for you. There it is from Obama's mouth himself. Now, to be crystal clear to sum this up, Judge Amy Coney Barrett has written about this because John Roberts, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, saved Obamacare by making the exact opposite argument Obama made to you right there. It summed up that simply. Obama said to the American public on a nationally televised interview, the penalty for not buying health care is not a tax in unequivocal terms, then sent his lawyer into court to argue in front of the Supreme Court that it was a tax because he knew it was unconstitutional and he was lying, but he did it anyway in court, hoping no one would catch on. Roberts agrees with the lie. They just made it up. It was not a tax. It was a penalty. Amy Coney Barrett called John Roberts out on this 
And this is why the Democrats are terrified because they know Amy Coney Barrett's onto the scam and she'll be ruling and ju- uh, uh, issuing a ruling on Obamacare if she makes it onto the court. That's what's really going on about severability and everything else. All right, folks, that was a lot of information, a lot covered in the show today. Um, listen, action items, please. Uh, obviously, go vote, please. If you haven't yet, early voting has started in many states. Please get out there and do it. Um, I also ask you to please email your congressman. Email your local officials as well. That matters too. Email them today, call their offices, um, and demand to know what they're doing about this election interference by Twitter. Um, Folks, I'm not kidding. We have to melt down their phone lines. Twitter and Facebook have interfered in the 2020 election and caused irreparable harm. It It is a fair question to ask your elected representatives what they're doing to preserve the republic. We will never have an election the same way again if this is allowed to persist. I appreciate it, folks. And um, as a note, please sign up to Parler. I'm obviously one of the owners over there. But give yourself a social media home outside of these tech tyrants. It's P-A-R-L-E-R. And watch my videos on Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. We really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.